Welcome back to the Talking Gaming and Tech podcast, where we're going to get into a ton of gaming technology and along with some pop culture right at the end with a whole bunch of Star Wars coming your way. Like, holy crap, we're going to get into that. We're going to dive into that. There's a lot, and I was, I'm was i still reeling over it. Um, grab a couple beers for that section. So we have a number of topics, including, obviously, the, the good, the bad, the ugly of Cyberpunk 2077, Rebirth Island of Call of Duty. We got a UK trying to stop the resale of sale with bots and whatnot. So get into that lovely debacle. Um, and we also got ray tracing on the SNES. Yes, hmm. ray tracing on the um, SNES. I believe they said N64, not SNES. No, no SNES. So anyway, <laughs> uh, it's really cool. To, uh, uh, the fact that this guy got this working, but we'll get into that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought there was an article I saw, saw when a guy from Rare claimed that he had dead Ray Trachin on the N64, and I thought that's what you were referring. And I was like, no, you're full of shit, dude. <laughs> we also have on the tech side, obviously, we have a follow-up to the Massachusetts ban for facial recognition um, news. We also got the guy who invented lithium-ion batteries has invented a new battery that's safer um, last longer, a whole bunch of just in general better than a lithium ion battery, which will hopefully be the future. Whoop de doo. We also have the first, the first actual possible tricorder developed, which is pretty awesome. Really, really cool technology that's coming out. Um, just the fact I love that when we see like technology from sci-fi that's been around for in sci-fi for like a long time and then it finally gets invented and it's like holy crap now it's real so tons of topics and obviously the last topic of gaming tonight so everybody knows um, just in case you listen to this podcast you want to skip ahead we are going to get into cyberpunk all that craziness because we've been playing it we know what's been happening with people we know people have been playing on the council so we're going to get into all of that Council craziness <laughs> and <laughs> all that stuff that's going on with it. Um, so stay right where you are. But first, let's find out what's been happening with the rest of the crew since the last two weeks. Cyberpunk. Well, yeah. Cyberpunk, okay. cyberpunk, cyberpunk, cyberpunk. What else? What do you mean, what else? Cyberpunk. 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 Okay. <laughs> no and sleep. Plus cyberpunk. Uh, no, I've watched, caught up on the Mandalorian, Mando and the baby, as I call it. I refuse to call him by his actual name. Yeah. Rogu. Um, no, his name is, it, it's Mando and the baby, and it's a terrible 80s sitcom. No. Where they ride ba- baby, and, Yoda, but, baby Yoda and the Mando, the, uh, the, the drama, police, buddy the police cops. drama. No, yeah, the police. They're, they're buddy cops doing, like, what do you call it? Um, What's that? Solving like crimes. NYPD Blue? Yeah. It's like NYPD Blue, but with, like, the Mando and the baby. I, I think 21 <laughs> Drum Street. <laughs> I'm super psyched because next episode, the baby's going to show his ass on TV. <laughs> during a riveting scene. 
Ooh, I'm, I'm super really, psyched. I'm really guessing, though, the next episode we're going to see Luke Skywalker. It's going to be awesome. Well, it's the last episode of the um, season. Series, season yeah, so. but well, why would Luke Skywalker be there? Isn't this based after the shitty new movies? No. Um. This is... Okay, so... Uh, real quick, I'm not going to get deep into it. I said it to I said it two weeks ago. Um, that beacon they uh, they stopped at, and he transmitted whatever he did. Um, Luke was going around at this exact time and searching for all those. At that oh, okay, so time. it's it's set at a different time frame. It's no, it's no, because shortly before. My, no, mate. What I mean is, it's set. It's not set during the last three shitty movies. It's set it's, before that. I, it's set what six years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense then. That would make sense. Um, other than that, I've been putting together a character because the group I've been D&Ding with, our G DM is now going to do off-week uh, Star Wars 5th edition D&D uh, &D thing. So I'm going to be playing some Star Wars-themed D&D, even though I hate Star Wars. And my character, which you'll find incredibly funny, is Stan, the ex-Stormtrooper, who joined the stormtroopers to make to make the world a better place, and then found out that they're they're evil and bad, so he left to start up a bakery. <laughs> and the funny part is that the main reason why he left is because he was skipped over for promotion by a guy who's not as good as him. And the reason, and the reason why he thinks he's better is because all stormtroopers can't hit the target. That's a running joke in Star Wars, right? They can't hit the fucking target. And they actually bring that up in in the Mandalorian, which is yeah. great. Stan has a ten percent hit rate, and the person who got promoted only had a five. And he thought he was being screwed and politicked. <laughs> that's why he left, because he thought he was damn good at his ten percent hit rate. What's his last name? <laughs> Uh, I just Stan, called him Stan. Stan Windu or something. No, I just called him Stan, but his TK number is one six nine. Yeah, what's actually even funnier about that joke? Within like, if you're reading books from like based on the dark side, like based with the Empire, um, they have a ninety nine point eight percent hit accuracy. Yeah, because it's called plot armor, Nate. Yeah, four hundred guys <laughs> shooting at one dude and they can't freaking hit him. It's called plot armor. I just explained to you what plot armor is. It's bad writing and it. They're, it's how you get around bad writing. They're actually insanely accurate, but <laughs> they miss not it in every, the movie because plot armor. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, Bazinga. Uh, I've been playing uh, Mario Sunshine, uh, Tony Hawk, and this other game. I can't remember the name of it. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. <laughs> the game's excellent. You're just you're like you're like Ben. You're too close-minded to pay attention. Oh, it has nothing to do with that. It's just I'm bored running and running and running and running. But it does, I'm the same way with like even with Grand Theft Auto, the the, the 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 fetching like, in the back and the forth it just drives me crazy. I just want to like progress. at the beginning when you you said you were complaining that you had to push the car and shit. Oh, that that was I I understood at the beginning it'd be like that. Like I, but it's like you didn't understand the whole point of the pushing the car and all that shit. Like this entire thing, but you have to the re, there's a lot of running around. Yes, but pay attention all the time because the entire point is to get you to feel like you're on a road trip with close friends. Mm -hmm. well, because yeah, the I entire point, the entire point of the game is Noctis and his close friends as they go on this 
basically doomed adventure. Yeah, no, I know that. Like, I understand. I, I'm just saying, like, you have to pay attention so that it, because it's with RPGs. If you don't pay attention to the story completely, they won't draw you in, and if they don't draw you in, then you don't feel anything for the characters. I remember explaining this to a friend of mine who was like, "Why well, was Final? Who can't Final Fantasy VII's terrible?" I was like, "He's like too much reading and shit." And I was like, "And that's why you didn't feel anything when they killed fucking the." that girl midway through the game because you didn't pay attention to the goddamn story so you didn't feel anything for the character when they fucking cut her in half it's like watching a movie without paying attention to the the characters of the movies you know yeah it's like it's very important to pay attention to that shit but with 15 the way you pay attention is the banter while they're playing while they're running around and stuff mm -hmm. and the campsite shit that's where you learn a lot about them as people yeah, no, oh, it's, it's a great it's, game. It's, yeah, I'm not saying it isn't. It's just you'll you'll get I, into it. I dude. just don't like wandering in side quests and shit because it just I yeah. just it's, it, it it slows the progression of the game for me. Yeah. I just want to continue it, the story. I'm like, I want no more. I want no more. No, I don't care about these fucking frogs. You know, <laughs> it's 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 not as dense as the other ones. Like if you were willing to play a turn-based one and you were playing one of the older ones, the story's more dense, so you don't get dragged off. And then you get to pay attention to the story more. Mm -hmm. Like, Nomura's going on record t talking about how he had to cut, like, 20 hours of story from that game because they kept screwing him over. They kept screwing with him. So it took 10 years to make this game, and he never got to actually finish it. It should have taken him, like, four years to make it, but because they kept screwing with him, he had to cut shit out and take twice as long. Which, which game? Uh, 15. Mm -hmm. Like, Nomura explains that... They come to him when he's half done, and they tell him, Final Fantasy XIII's bomb, and we need you to help help them make a sequel. So he has to stop, make a sequel for Final Fantasy XIII, then they tell him they have to make another one. So he has to do that. Then they tell him, oh, it's too late in the life cycle. We're going to transfer your whole game over the PS4. So he starts transferring the entire game over the PS4, and then they go, scratch that. We're going to use a new engine, reprogram the whole game again. So now he's got to redo the whole goddamn game, and then, like... He's like, I got two years left in development. They're like, no, we want it coming out in three years. Like, in three years. And he's like, I need like five. He's like, they're like, no, you get three. Hmm. So we had to cut out. Like, you're going to get to a point in the game where it, it goes in reverse. In other games, it, the world opens up bigger, like a Grand Theft Auto opens into a big, giant open world. Mm -hmm. This shrinks. As you get near the end, the open world closes and you start going down a straight path to the end of the game. And that's because he had to cut out like 50% of the world map where he was going to have the empire and all this other shit going on because they they screwed him over in his game development. Oh, okay. Sorry well, to sidetrack, but so it become yeah. it becomes linear towards the end. Yeah, but it doesn't hurt it. The story's still mm -hmm. excellent. I'm just, it's just like he had so many more plans for the actual story of the game mm -hmm. and they had to cut he had to cut so much. It's amazing that he did such a good job and the game is so good. Because yeah. they had they made him cut so much from that game. No, it's just I just want to progress, and I don't like running fifteen miles over to that mountain when I got, and then turn around and go all the way back. I like quick travel. <laughs> but anyhow, um, well, oh, okay, you're gonna get you're gonna get some you form of quick travel. travel. Yeah, no, yeah. It, uh, there's some of it. There's some. It's, it's you're gonna yeah, get uh, you're gonna get much more of it when you open up. Have you fixed the car yet? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm well right. past that. I uh, yeah, you just got my. I just got my second power thing from the cavern, or for from underground. Either way, I get. I think you're gonna enjoy it, especially when you get to the very end. 
like the ending is the big payoff in that game the last campfire is my favorite scene in a final fantasy game <laughs> that bird thing's massive i can tell you that Oh, Wait until you fight weird. Titan, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was oh no, I know, I know they get. Bad. That was more like the beginning. That's why I was like, I was calling that kind of a tutorial, because the tutorial doesn't really teach you anything. When you're going around, you fight that bird, and then the, taking the pictures and uh, the mules and stuff. That's when you, the real tutorial really is, I think. That's not even all. Of that's even wrong too. Like the way summons work and all that, and the way the combat works, all reduced to what he wanted to do. Hmm. All right. Which is why I hope the next one's really good, because they're getting their fair time. They've been working on it for like three and a half, four years now. So obviously yeah, I've been playing a bunch of Cyberpunk as well, but we'll get into that at the very end. Um, also to get into in a short bit, like uh, what I've been playing today was obviously the update to Call of Duty, adding the Black Ops weapons into it, which is kind of cool. And a new map, which is actually kind of fun. It's a smaller, but it's fun. It's what it is. Um... Um, and then also what I've been actually looking into because I want to set up a decent Plex server. And I found the <laughs> best way to do it is actually running a um, a Linux server and then installing Plex onto it and then buying a cheap graphics card. But I will get into that at a later time. But that's what I've mostly... Nothing too crazy. It's about that big spider. <laughs> All right. So... Let's get into EA is buying the UK gaming company Codemaster for $1.2 billion. It's part of a bid to lead the video game racing uh, category electronic arts. Set on Monday is acquired Codemaster for $1.2 billion after reaching an agreement with the UK gaming company. Um, it's part of a bid, obviously, leading with racing. Uh, we believe there is a deeply compelling opportunity to bring together Codemasters and electronic arts to create an amazing and innovative new racing games for fans. So, yeah, I mean, this is a good, that could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Um, a good portion of the time lately with EA, when they've buy, bought companies, um, they've killed them. Yeah, I was so, thinking it's going to, well, there goes video racing video games in general, because <laughs> they have a lot of them. Well, yeah, like my favorite, when I, my favorite racing game is Dirt, um, and they better not fuck with, they better not screw well, I've not heard great things for the new dirt, uh, dirt anyway, um, but they really. So you've not heard dirt on the new dirt. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah. Um, they, they, yeah, they, they, Codemasters has been around for a while doing the. They, they've been making like really good ones. Uh, let's be real, they're dead. They're done. Yeah. <laughs> I never liked anything they made, but they're done. They're going to make a bunch of shitty games because EA is going to make them make a bunch of shitty games, and that's the end of it. Well, yeah, yeah. Project Cars, Dirt, F1, Grid. They made Grid. Uh, Project Cars was not made by them. It was um, published by them. Uh, Project Cars 3, I think. I think. Oh, okay. Maybe. maybe I didn't even know third. there was I a third. Know. I didn't even know there was a third one. I just know there was a certain point where Project Cars was made by, like, a, a studio that got like um funding like mm -hmm. online funding whatever the hell it's called yeah, yeah. um kickstarter well, that, then yeah. they also came out with fast and furious crossroads without which i'm sure was yeah. terrible well the thing is though for me like um 
Well, racing games are terrible nowadays anyway because they don't do anything original with them. Well, Gran Turismo was by far my favorite racing game all the time. Love that game because it was so accurate. Yeah. Dude, all think right. about this. Think about Gran Turismo 2 was is like, what, 20 years old at least, right? Yeah. That had more options and was more ahead of its time than racing games now from these well, companies. Okay, yeah, okay, so I wasn't going to finish though. Is I did think that way. I Like, Gran Turismo was my favorite racing game up till I played Dirt, not Dirt itself, but Dirt Rally. And I was like, holy crap, now this feels like how a car drives. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not that's like, not what I'm talking about, mate. I'm like, saying this is accurate. I'm not, I'm not saying that. That's all great. It's, of course, that's going to improve. I mean, that game, it's death and everything they did is light years ahead of now. Like, you get game, racing games now, it's like, oh, we got like 10 tracks, like, hundred cars and i'm like dude final fan uh, what do you call it grand grand turismo 2 had like two thousand cars and like 60 tracks in it yeah and had countless amounts of things for you to do like it was like an rpg campaign there was so many events to drive through in that game and licenses to earn and shit and now you get these racing games now and they're a fraction of the of what they were and they're lazy as hell pretty much yeah it used to be Colin McRae dirt. I, that's, that's interesting. But yeah, they, they made oh. a dirt F1 grid. A lot of F1. They're involved in Overlord. We're getting really old now. We got Colin McRae Rally. Yeah, the funny thing is you haven't mentioned a single game that I like, so I don't really care what Operation happens to Flash <laughs> Apparition Flashpoint. I mean, it's just Codemasters. Yeah, they've done a, it's another they're, dead. They're, it's they're another dead studio that no one cares about. Basically, okay. those games. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, okay, let's see the next one. So, ray tracing. So, ray tracing is obviously the new big thing on all the newest graphics cards, along with the newest generations of consoles coming out. Um, well, we're gonna go back a few consoles. More like five generations, four generations, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, to the SNES. So this engineer got ray tracing working on the SNES. His name is uh, Ben Carter. Uh, he's figured out a way to do ray tracing working with the SNES. Oh. Um, he's a hardcore SNES fan, uh, known for several console, most popular games referred to, obviously, chipset. Um, the best known example of this is the Super FX chip that powered the original Star Fox, which is what he based his off of. Uh, Carter has designed a chip in that mold that he is called the Super RT that allows the SNES to perform ray tracing. Um, now, is ray tracing the technical term for it? Yes. Because, I, think, okay, I think the technical term of this is ray ray tracing. Or is it DLSS or something like that? No, no. DLSS is something completely different. Um, so ray tracing basically allows it, it has a lot to do with how light functions within a 3D space. Um, like for instance, if you shoot, like for like mirrors, a concave mirror would reflect things upside down, and you'd actually see the complete reflection. And what it does, it takes those light basically, it makes it so if light was bouncing off one object and hitting another, how it would work in the real world, like reflections and stuff. Yeah, how it actually would work in real yeah. life. Um, and that's what ray tracing is. It gives, because these kind of light bouncing 
is how we see light in the real world, how our eyes perceive light in the real world. Um, so that's what gives us like why it makes certain games look like just that much more amazing because now their light reflections look just perfect. Um, and he did this on this chip that's running on the SNES. It's just an, basically it's an updated version of the FX chip he made. Mm -hmm. um, that allows this to happen. And you can see he actually made like there's bubbles and uh, coming out of the, the ground. He has a Mara. You can see off the pyramid within like the Star Fox, like basically test like platform. Star thing. Fox? Star Fox. I've yeah. never played Star Fox. Is it awesome? Yeah. That's that's so, the, the, the game we did. We were in the a spaceship and you were like blah, blah, blah. yeah that's star frocks <laughs> yeah it took yeah. us a long time to finish star frocks <laughs> you can see with the two pyramids you can see the object spinning next to it as it spins the light source is coming at it and bouncing off it and reflecting off it as it would in real life giving it the ray tracing effect that's pretty incredible imagine if we had this and where we would be today with games Holy. yeah yeah, it's it's pretty incredible, and this is running off the SNES. It's not running off anything else. Yeah, oh, it might be running off some crack cocaine to get that shit done. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, like I said, it's just an updated version of the FX chip, which is pretty crazy. Um, to get this to go, actually working on like backwards compatible. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Which would I'd be really cool if he actually went and made this chip, and obviously helped like modify it and re helped recode like a version of Star Fox with this running in it. Oh my god, I would definitely buy a repro cart like that. Star Fox is one of my favorite games, at least so I can play it. Be freaking awesome. What's the uh, the frame rate though? It's pretty good. You can see it's spinning. It's like it well, looks yeah, like but it's just, just it looks it, like it's a steady thirty. It looks like it's a steady thirty frames a second. Yeah, but it's it's that that's is he controlling the movement? No. Or is this just this like is just, some video that's made? No, it's well, it's rendering it's, it, but yeah, it's uh, what do you call it? Basically, it's a test cart he made. He's running, and all is loads up like a plat like it's basically an empty area within Star Fox mm -hmm. that he added some structures to. Yeah, it does look like he's controlling the movement. Like when yeah, it he's moves just around moving the, the camera. Yeah, he's just moving the camera because the camera controls are Star Fox controls. Mm -hmm. So he's just moving the camera back and forth as these things are. So, hmm. yeah, and all it is is the ship causing this, and it looks like it's running at a steady thirty frames a second, which is fine, which is what a lot of games ran at. So, I think that's quite acceptable. Okay. So UK politicians call for a making of the resale of goods purchased using an automated bot and illegal activity. Okay. Um, there's a little bit of problems with this, though. Okay. So, and I, I amend them for trying to put some limitations on capitalism. I do. I, I, I do appreciate that. But there's one problem with this in our modern day. Um... Um, and Bazinga, I think you know what I'm going to get at here. So all major retailers, right, in the world mm -hmm. um, that work with modern computer systems, even most restaurants, stuff like that nowadays, uh, run on a POS system. Yeah, a piece of shit. <laughs> so, um, and there's many variations of POS systems. 
Uh, many no, it was just one giant piece of shit, dude. You said uh, a job lot. Many companies make them. <laughs> um, obviously, companies like Target and Walmart um, have sub companies make it a, a, a distinct one made for their company. Um, and then Square makes their own. They distribute to other small companies and small businesses. Um, so, but, and the thing is, though, all the stuff that's ordered for those companies are bots. The POS system that's designed that's been around for a good like 30 years or so now. Um, and obviously, right now, it's a quite sophisticated system, the POS system. Um, it does all that automated ordering and buying all by itself. Uh, with nobody have to interact with it at all. It just automatically does it. It goes, the computer goes, oh, you are out of that. I am going to buy some more so you can have some on your shelf. Um, this is one of the big problems with this uh, this kind of thing that this will not get past any kind of bill. They'll never make this into law. Um, and that's the reason why, because it would affect uh, POS systems for every major retailer. It would make them illegal. How? That, that, because you're buying it from a bot. You're allowing a bot to buy the product, and then you're reselling it. Yeah, but this is the other way around. This is a bot buying the stuff. Um, yes. Yeah, but it's, it's it. not. It's not the business buying the buying it. It's it's the public buying it. This has nothing to do with the uh, the way that works. <laughs> no, it does. Like it, if you read the whole thing, like this is the only this is the only piece. I was reading this earlier. Um, and someone brought up the same point I brought up, is that this this one they have right now is way too vague, and it would eliminate POS systems. I don't understand how it would eliminate that. Because the, the what they're uh, what they're putting forward right now. So what what is, their terms is, are? Uh, any is any kind of computerized robotic system to buy a product cannot be resold. That's exactly what it states. Yeah, that but to any, buy a product any, for the consumer, not for the business. No, it, it's yeah, but they don't state that. The way yeah, it's but they can right surely now, program it to do that. The way it's stated right now, it's by it. The way it states is any product bought by an, basically an artificial intelligence uh, computer system cannot be resold, and that's how they have it written right now, which would also affect POS systems. I highly doubt that would that they would. Yeah. Uh, they, they'll just repro stupid. they'll program it to work to to or allow they'll, they'll write into the, the agreement yeah for the consumer not for the the way the system works <laughs> um yes but there was also another problem with that too because um some of the people that bought these bots and stuff that were reselling ps5s and xbox one x's uh -huh. have legitimate business licenses that they can buy stuff so they would be exempt also as soon as you put that bill through if they No, it wouldn't said, oh. be because that's against the law. They're making it against the law that you can use a bot to buy the stuff. No, yeah, and that's why like um just the, because they have a business that they're not buying the PlayStations and Xboxes through a wholesale. They're buying their stuff through regular consumer comp big box channels. stores. Yeah. yeah, you, you computer, computer, technically you're t you're not supposed to run a business and be able to go into Walmart and buy out buy out all of their no cakes. you can actually you can um um watch the documentary actually the best example actually recently if you watch the documentary on like small businesses and stuff there's one on Netflix really good um, even the last blockbuster um, a lot of small businesses that run like small little retail companies literally go and buy a lot of their product from job lots 
from Walmarts, Targets, uh, Best Buys when they have sales. And they'll bring it into their business and they sell them for full price. Yeah, but they're not supposed to. No, no, that's perfectly legal. That actually is 100% legal. Then you why in any job I've ever had that they said, don't let them do that? Yeah, because they it's not technically legal, but I'm not going to argue. Yeah, I don't feel like yeah. arguing with Nate about it. Today, <laughs> no, it's perfectly it's not it's, legal. It's, uh, it's perfectly <laughs> legal. Um, if you look at a lot of like bodega stores and stuff like that, that's exactly how they survive. No, um, yeah, but that doesn't make it legal. In case you haven't figured it out yet, we have an issue in the country when law enforcement doesn't really enforce the law a lot, and it's been like that for a long time. Which is why it's real simple for people to, like, steal cable and do all sorts of other random shit. Stuff like reselling stuff in bodegas are not going to draw the attention of people because they're too busy trying to stop drug deals from killing each other. No, I – well, no, I'm, I I was actually looking into this. And because their time. budgets are too small to um, do anything that they need to do. And I learned a little bit of the ins and outs of, like, how small businesses and, like, flea markets work and stuff like that. Uh, when I used to work at this little small flea market down in Lake Warwick, um, I ran a little booth in there. And some of the other vendors and stuff that were in there. Give it up, massages. I learned like Andy's. how their actual businesses actually work, and they do. A lot of them actually would buy. Like the biggest one was actually Job Lot. Uh, they would get a lot of their stuff from. They would buy a bunch of stuff on clearance or whatever, and they'd resell it at their flea market. And yeah, but that off. doesn't make it it's, legal. No, it's it, no, it's, it's a it, gray area. Um, no, it's one hundred percent legal. Um, and you can go ahead and redo this because once you buy it, you have a business license. Once you buy it, it doesn't matter where you bought it from. You can go resell it under your license, under your umbrella kind of thing. That's how they state it, I guess you'd say. Um, because now it's now yours to resale. Unless it's stated within the terms of service of the purchase from that company. Say if you go and bought a product from Walmart. And in those terms, like on the receipt, because that's your actual proof right, the story is really boring, though. Your proof of transaction. <laughs> it's literally killing me. That's why I didn't want to argue um, with them about it. So your proof of transaction states all your agreements. You've paid your taxes on it, all that stuff. If that actual receipt said not for resale at the bottom, then you couldn't do it. Um, and some things actually do say that. That's very rare. It's super rare. Um, but it actually does occur sometimes. But um, as our business laws are stated, you can actually go and buy whatever you want from Walmart, Jabla, and you can go ahead and resell it all you want on eBay or wherever. Um, actually, a lot of people do survive that way on eBay. Which, on which fine, if, if it's legal or not, it still doesn't, ex it still has nothing to do with the fact that this whole, their whole idea is to stop you and me from using a bot to buy stuff from Walmart.com. Yeah, but I'm that's saying not like, legal. It, it, all right, but why do you have to open your mouth? Now he's gonna keep going. The story is boring. <laughs> no, right? Gonna, You're yeah, right. Gonna have to, as they're like, I was watching the whole thing of what they already wrote down, of what they already have listed for what they want to forward, and it would it would affect small businesses. It would affect POS systems for major businesses. They have to go back to the drawing board and rewrite this and rethink this before they even put it forward at all. Because as it states right now, like it's not gonna stop anybody, um, because it will never get passed. I don't know. I think they're, it, would, they're, it would never get anywhere in Parliament. It would be easy enough just to say, for the normal consumer, and yeah, but like you I have said, to have a business license. Yeah, but there was people with business licenses buying stuff from Target, from Walmart that were reselling it. Those were actually legit businesses that were reselling them for thousands of dollars. Yeah, but that 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 whole thing, scalping. What's the gray area in that? Because I know scalping tickets is illegal. 
Um, so yeah, why can you scalping? Why, scalping in general is illegal, one hundred percent. Then what? What? What is scalping versus ordering, buying these consoles and selling them for double? There's um, no difference. It's well, just no, wording, is, which is why I don't want to argue about it because we've been on this story for ten minutes, and if we get into a technical debate about this, I'm going to take twenty minutes crushing Nate and explaining <laughs> what becomes scalping versus not versus just reselling. There no, is a well, point when it changes. It is not always legal because there's a change point. A very, if the product is in demand and you buy it all up, that's when it becomes scalping. Okay, can we move on from this so we don't debate another 30 minutes on a boring story? I don't know, I thought it was good. <laughs> yes, the oh. beginning was good, but we're going to go back and forth on whether or not it's illegal, and we're going to have to bring a whole fucking de- plot up about it, and I'm going to have to I explain want a story, Grim. I want you to make a story in an RPG based on scalping, okay? They are, they are both the same thing. Once a certain point is, once you reach a certain point, it clicks over. For example, if you buy tickets to a to a show that's not sold out, and you buy like two tickets and you sell it for like the same price or five bucks more, no one's gonna crack on you. If you buy tickets that are from a, to a sold out show and charge triple the amount, they're gonna get you for scalping. That's how it works. If you go into the bodega and they bought some cheeseburgers from McDonald's and then selling them for a dollar more over at the bodega, doesn't matter because they're not they're not buying up the entire supply. It Actually, becomes illegal when you buy up the entire supply. That's when it becomes scalping, and that's why they need to have laws for it. Well, no, okay, so there's no. Many- I don't want to argue it. <laughs> only actual 15 states actually classify scalping as illegal. All right, let me know when he's done on mute. We're going to waste the entire done. hour of gaming on scalping. We've only there, talked there for five minutes only, on it, you know. There, there, there's only 15 states actually have that illegal. That's it. I don't care because half the states let fucking illegal votes go through. Who cares? <laughs> the law don't matter no more. That's oh. all fake. What are you talking about? Law. Okay. Dude, don't even get in on constitutional because I know constitutional law and I can shut that down on a heartbeat. <laughs> All right, let's get into Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, God, so boring. Move on. The, the update. December 16th update. So, yes, we got a new map, but it's not what you think. There was no changes to the base Warzone map. Okay, I'm on the again. Aside from all the black ops weapons can now be accessed within well there's some actually within the drop on the game actually in general on the map um but you can also like i got up to level i think like 50 or something like that when playing the beta um because i still haven't gotten uh, cold war yet but i have most of the weapons so i was actually able to do customizable loadouts a few of them with the black ops weapons because i had actually got up to those high levels before the beta ended um which is kind of cool so that's actually one thing that's really neat along with obviously you can use the characters from cold war um we also got a new map um it's called rebirth island it's a only in a special mode though where it's teams of three on a small island it's like alcatraz god call of duty is so freaking bad so it's (laughs) it's pretty much like the size of alcatraz um with a smaller amount of smaller player base i guess you'd say it, uh, I'm on installing right there's, now, dude. There's no gulag. Once you die, you're dead. It's well. The thing that I read was it said I didn't read into it, but it said new gulag system or something like that. So okay, yeah. So in the base game, uh, in the regular Warzone map, when you die, you get go to the gulag. 
so they designed a new gulag that's not the gulag anymore uh you wake up in the room with all the tvs and stuff and then your guy breaks out of the chains and then you go and you have to do into a gunfight except it's like it's like one of the gunfight maps ends up a little more elaborate than in the regular game when you play gunfight mm -hmm. like there's a van set up there's a truck and there's a minivan or, or a whole bus whatever it is um and a few other structures that you can go around so it's like a small little map you actually have to duel the other person in so it's not just a very like close quarter like up and down it's kind of mm -hmm. it's a little bit better which is kind of cool um the only thing is though like obviously i've been playing it a little bit and the weapons do like it's weird because the weapons don't act like they do in cold war i don't know how they did that they must have like slightly reprogrammed them or something because <laughs> they're the same weapons because i was like how the hell is this going to work um because they do they react the weapons do act very different uh somewhat in cold war compared to uh, modern warfare and they, it seems like they did reprogram some of these guns more than a few of them to actually work properly in modern warfare uh, which is kind of cool the one thing I noticed though in Rebirth Island because I was sitting in this one spot uh, like kind of camping out because it was near the end of the circle and I noticed the crates actually respawn on that map I was sitting in the main spot and I got a red crate and literally like two minutes past that red crate respawned I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so, which is kind of neat, I guess. The uh, crates respawn. You know what drives me crazy? These people, uh, all these people doing these Zoom calls with their, uh, like, professional, like, videos and stuff. With the, yeah. with the, with the shitty green screen add-on thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Just get a green screen. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. Dude, I won't be trying it. You basically just confirmed that there's no point in me having it on my system. Todd's it, gonna start playing it again. It, oh, no, he told, he told me. I was like, "Oh, I'll check it out." No, if they the, the cop out of laziness was to make a map so goddamn small and only available in one mode. No, um, I'm not. Well, I'm well not they might playing. they might add add more in the future. This is just a maybe. One. But the, I just looked at the video and the size of the map. It's ridiculous. It, it's fairly. You're just make. You're you're changing battle royal from an actual battle royal to just a goddamn deathmatch mode with one death. Yeah. By the, oh, the smaller yeah. you make the map, the less important you make the circle, the less it's no longer battle royal. Mm -hmm. It's now just a, a single elimination deathmatch that you start with no weapons on. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's just I'm done. I'm not playing that shitty game anymore. I'll still oh. play PUBG, but. It's just pathetic that their fan base isn't in arms. They, they make the most money out of every company, and they can't make more than one new map. And the new map they do make is this scrawny, small piece of shit that probably took them two months to put together. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, it's embarrassing. It's freaking embarrassing. Yeah, they really need, do need to bring a new map at this, by this point, but... A real map! Bigger mm. than the one they used before, because even that one was kind of small. No, it is. It's actually super small. The current Warzone map is one of the smallest maps of Battle Royale games to date. It is really small. So, well, main map, I guess, because there's there's smaller maps in PUBG now. 
Yeah, and no, I, no, I, I don't like that too because that that those small those small maps in PUBG means that Call of Duty has managed to change the fan base of of Battle Royals, and now they have to react by doing these small pathetic maps. No, no, the and only so the only what map made that... Pub what made PUBG so cool is fading from all other Battle Royal games. Yeah, and so it's the... not Battle Royal anymore. It's becoming this watered down shit. So the only map that's actually smaller, the only map that in a battle royale game as to date right now, that's smaller than the current Call of Duty Warzone map is the Savage map on PUBG. That's the only map. Every map that's been made is bigger than that call than the Warzone map. I don't know about that. It, it's just no, it is. There, you can look at the people have done videos to look, scale. I know people like come, them and that's fine. The they can like them now. But what I loved about battle royale games is being stripped away to simplify and make them easier so that, that, that more brain-dead morons can play them. And every one gets easier and easier because and it's just becoming annoying. I want one that isn't made for amateurs. I want one that's hardcore, big map, hard to move around. If you don't if you don't play smart, you get you're you're dead. The circle's gonna kill you. You know, like the only time the circle kills you in, in Call of Duty is when you're too stupid to notice it while you're killing people. <laughs> That circle is so easy to avoid unless you are too dumb to notice it. Hmm. It's right. barely a factor in the game. Cyberpunk. So, CD Projekt Red, it says they ignored the signals for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, so, this is what they stated. After three delays, we as, um, what do you call it, management board... We're too focused on releasing the game. Uh, CD Projekt Red joint CEO Adam Kodinsky, can't pronounce his name, uh, said during a recent <clears throat> conference call addressing the issues with the PS4 and PS1 version of the game. Uh, we understand the scale and the complexity of the issues. We ignored the signals about the need to additional time to refine, to refine the game on the base of less gen councils, uh, the cause of lost gamers, trust and reputation that have building through a big part of our lives. Um, so they came to fall basically their main people that run the company said listen we can't delay this anymore we don't care just release it um, and that was the wrong call no it was 50% the wrong call because the right call would have been to delay the old versions the, the PS4 and the Xbox versions and release the PC version and the next gen versions there are no next gen versions fine. Well, sorry, the PC version. Yeah. <laughs> they should have delayed those other versions. And if you really want to get into it, they should have... This is going to sound fanboyish, but they should have canceled the Xbox version. Because I've watched some videos on it, and I'll tell you right now. The Xbox One S version, the, the S version, the, the, the lowest common denominator system on the market... The base, the the base shit, original Xbox. Yes, the base shit Xbox runs that game at like nine frames per second and i'm gonna guess they had trouble getting anything to run correctly because they had to get it running on that piece of shit before getting it running on everything else oh yeah like when you're shooting for the lowest common denominator that's the that's the target you have to hit they had to get it working on that before they can get it working on everything else and they probably lost a ton of time getting it working on that system people don't understand like I remember when people were talking about like the 12 teraflops or the Xbox One, the X series, whatever the hell it's called. Mm -hmm. And they were like, ooh, they got like a 12 teraflop 
advantage or whatever. People are dumb enough to actually believe that that's huge. They don't realize that the Xbox One was like 20% weaker than the PS4 when it came out. Like that original Xbox is junk compared to even the base PS4. Like I, I've seen some spec like sheets on like NeoGAF and people are like the difference between the PS5 and the Xbox Series X is like 5%. The difference between the original Xbox and the PS4 is good 15 to 20%. Hmm. that's the issue they have to they have to shoot for this old hardware and even worse they have to shoot for even older hardware the bugs are everywhere but i've seen um i've seen comparison videos the xbox one x and the ps4 and the ps4 pro run pretty well they all run around 30 frames most of the time they have bugs but they run perfectly fine it's the base xbox that is terrible in the f the x s version of it well like i've I seen saying, videos of that when I, we see, on... I saw videos of the ps4 base sucking ass too like it 18 yes it has, it has bugs it has bugs but i've had i've seen frame rates not being a problem oh um, frame rates were terrible they were they were so stuttery you couldn't even play the game it was like 18 so, frames a second yeah so like i was saying in the chat um, two people I work with, Tim, obviously, and everybody knows Todd. Um, Tim said the frame rate will drop down to like 20 at times on the Xbox Series X. Um, where Todd said it doesn't actually drop at all on the PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, most of the videos so I've seen is that the they, it's running seems, poor. The PS5 seems to be running at the best. Well, the, dude, there's no, a whole because other thing. The, the Xbox also has performance and quality mode. No, I know, but they're both running on backwards compatibility. But well, I'm saying, yeah, that could I'm, be an issue too. No, I know, but I'm saying for the two where the two home consoles where it's running on, it seems the PS5 is running it better than anything else. See, I I haven't heard that. I've heard that Series X has been running it better. Well, no, we, but yeah, but I have That's two just, examples. Yeah. Ooh, two whole two, examples versus yeah, two people the, the that world actually, that, I, that I actually interact with. Uh, where people on the internet, I don't, I've never wow, met. Wow, so fifty percent so of the company of the of Playstations and Xboxes is, is in our store. You no, take I'm the word of two people. people. Hold up, hold up. I don't know <laughs> those people. Here, here's the thing, though, and I didn't put this story in because we haven't really. I I just found it like right before we started, but I'm gonna throw this just into Discord so you can see this because this just this popped up on NeoGAF a little while ago. This guy has been vetted by these NeoGAF people. He is he's a industry vet for like 15 years and he he talks about the Xbox Series X and the PS5, breaks down everything and points out that he has something like 300 developer contacts in the industry and every single one of them say the same thing. They they're having trouble programming the games to run well on the Xbox Series X. It's I did we're not gonna cover this right now because it's a huge article. I, I give you the thing. He explains it all to people and explains how how top heavy that system is. And that's why you're seeing videos which are all over because I've been watching YouTube on these things where people are like the PS5 version the when running Cyberpunk on the PS5, other than bugs, they're having literally no problem running this game. Well its frame rates are perfectly fine. It's solid. There's nothing wrong with it except for the frame rate. I mean, except for the the bugs. And every other version of the console on the console is a just a cluttered mess of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and but the and, PC is absolutely stunning. Like obviously there's some bugs. Yeah, here. Uh, yeah. I've had so the people, people glitch through cars. Um, I the people person... running their mouth about the PC version, like talking shit about the game being bad. No, it's buggy on the freaking old consoles. The game is far better than Grand Theft Auto. Period. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been playing. I've I've played enough of it. it. It's the same kind of game, but it doesn't have that janky bullshit control that doesn't work. It's got yeah. an actual control system. See, when I was, well, I haven't played it, so I can't say. But it looked like the the shooting was wonky. Oh no, the no, shooting's like perfect. Holy crap! Well, no, that it's actually not. It's terrible for a reason. Because the game works on it's like an RPG, so it's on stats. So you progress. So, for example, once I started pumping up my reflex into assault rifles, my um, my you know how like the snap to aim on consoles where you get close and you snap to someone. Yep. That started to be better, and the recoil on the gun started to go down. So, like, I could fire half a clip before my clip my gun started to move. As I got more enhancements for my cybernetics and stuff, that stuff changed, and it got to the point where the fi- the, the the shooting is as tight as Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah, just I mean. it's built like an RPG. So when you're playing, it it depends on how you build your character and what you put your points into, and that determines how you play. Yeah, and also. Yeah, yeah. Mine are low because I've been spreading mine between um, body, reflex, and um, crafting. And I don't have any one of them topped out because I'm going with, I'm using shotguns, samurai swords, and assault rifles. So I'm not dumping all my points into one. If I dumped all my points into assault rifles, my my accuracy would be like a pin, like a needle. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just, no. I'm not doing that. So it's not it's as am- good as it could be. The samurai sword just like so overbroken. <laughs> the problem with the samurai sword is that early on you don't have the armor to to face running up to people and getting shot. Like that's why yeah, I pumped a bunch yeah. of points in the body so I could get the right kind of armor set up. You yeah. don't have the ability to just bum rush through See, attacks. I was bum rushing people then just healing right after. <laughs> yeah, well it gets a lot harder when you start doing it in doing it in dangerous areas. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you get cut to ribbons instantly. I've had times when I've died within, like, three seconds. Hmm. Just, they've gunned me down almost instantly. Um, and it's but... because of... Yeah. But, yeah, back to the topic at hand with the, with this shit. I understand people are pissed about the bugs. My problem is, you fake-ass pretend wannabe fags. Hey. <laughs> My bad. It's in my vocabulary since I was a kid. Okay? I grew up in the 80s. You fake-ass tools who want to sit there and pretend like the game is bad because it's because it's bugged. It's bugged, but the game is excellent. Okay? When they fix the bugs, you're going to be playing a phenomenal game. It's just buggy. And the people who never wanted to like it in the first place, jumping on the bandwagon, are even sadder. It's as sad as all these other people that rate stuff zeros for no reason. Like, no. you go on Metacritic and you see, like, zero, and you look at it, it's like, game crashed twice, game bad. <laughs> Bitch, you didn't play it. Now, when you're talking about bugs, uh, now, you complained about Fallout 4 being buggy, and yes. you said it's terrible. Yes. So what makes this any different? Well, biggest problem I have with the Fallout, I like Fallout 4. It was Fallout New Vegas, um, the, the online one. 76 but the the problem the thing i had about that was the bugs were compounded by the fact that it had like almost no content like 
from what I've read, that game had no content at all. No, it was buggy. I played the freaking. Yes, yes. It but was it's bad. like, it's like it if you really get a buggy, buggy, if you get, if you get a buggy game, that has, like, say you get Grand Theft Auto and the game's buggy as shit, but mm. it has a ton of content. You're gonna be a little more. You're gonna be like, all right, it's buggy as crap, but there's a good game underneath that. If you get a buggy game that's also shit underneath it, you're not going to excuse the bugs. Fallout 76 was literally a bare-bones game. From what I've read, there was nothing in that game when it came out. Just a bunch of bugs and a bad game. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to make you not want to play it and hate it more. I liked all the other Fallouts, but another major reason would be fallout's been on the same engine along with with the elder scrolls for like 20 years now and you launch with the same bugs that tells me you're not trying i'm gonna give a pass to a company who just built an entirely new engine to build this game and came out with bugs in it versus a company who has been working on the same engine for 20 years and it launches with the same exact bugs the previous version of the game launched with mm. Because that says to me they don't even care. I feel like these guys were trying very hard to hit their deadline and were also worried about losing money if they didn't hit their deadline. Well, well if yeah, they had pushed it more. They, yes. The thing, yeah, but the thing is, though, they really should have just delayed it in general. Like, they got, like, this is the problem. Okay, so. We well, the problem the... is they had no real choice. If well, they delayed, dude, if they delayed this people like me on the pc would be like what the hell are you doing asshole the pc version probably works can i have it <laughs> and then if they did delay it the the console people would have been like what the hell why'd you release it on pc so cd project Red is a pc company dude the witcher 3 didn't come out day to date did it i'm almost positive the witcher 3 did not come out day to date i could be wrong no i think it did come out pretty sure it came out at the same time um no, and this is the problem. So we covered the story um, for the last time they delayed uh, Cyberpunk, right? And the developers were literally getting death threats. Like, that's uncalled for. Like, what is wrong with the gaming community? Have they lost their goddamn mind? Have they a bunch mm -hmm. of fucking morons? Like, what the well, hell? Well, again, stop. Like, stop. <laughs> stop. You, I'm gonna, dude, you're going to make me flip out on you like I do with these media... <laughs> tools that's not the gaming that's not the gaming like community that's a small minority that is then virtual signaled by these media people because they want brownie points for standing up to them like you look at a thread and it's just a bunch of bum people and then one guy's like i'm gonna kill your family and the media takes that one tweet and goes CD Projekt Red fans are threatening to kill their family. <laughs> it's like, no, one asshole did. But you're IGN, and you're too busy looking for clickbait, so you're going to make it look like we all did. No, no, no. They Like, that was, when we covered that story, the the head of CD Projekt Red said their developers were getting hundreds of uh, direct messages on Twitter with death threats. Hundreds. That is literally less than 1% of yeah. the people who bought the game on day one. Well, yeah, <laughs> still, though. But still, like, what world are we living in when we allow people to do shit like that? What do you mean allow? It's called freedom, dude. People people have the right to act like jackasses. You have the right to ignore it. You have to allow people that be jackasses because if you don't, you keep pushing it back. That's why it's gotten to the point where news outlets are getting banned from Twitter for reporting that there might be some funny shit happening in the election. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
or a news outlet's getting banned from Twitter because they covered the Hunter crackhead Biden story. Like you have you have to take the good with the bad in these sort of things, dude. Um, but yeah, but this is what kind of like that leading up to that. I think it was what also pushed the CEOs of CD Projekt Red to go, no, we're releasing this no matter what at this point. And it cost them. It didn't cost them shit. I hate to break it to you, but again, the media is blowing us out of proportions. The thing had, I think I think what I saw was like 3.2 million uh, Steam players in one night. And I mean like peak, like the highest peak of Steam players ever was something like 2.5. And this crushed it for concurrent players on the day of its release. Hmm. All right. All the Steam... Look, it's still got Steam reviews. Still positive. Mostly positive. All right? Oh, yeah. You're not going to get to see a negative review on a PC. I'm telling you right now, it may have had its issues on consoles, but the amount of people flipping out on it is minuscule to the amount of focus the games media is going to give it. And the reason why you're seeing it being focused on so much is because the games media has a thing against CD Projekt Red because they've been told for a while now that they're transphobic and they're homophobic and they're racist. So these stupid media people are going out and telling people this for the past two years. They want this game to fail. That's why you see articles like... Um, GameSpot giving it a seven, but not mentioning the bugs, mind you. They gave it a seven without mentioning the bugs, but complaining that it wasn't diverse enough, and that's why they got it. Gave it a seven. Oof. Their entire article mentioned nothing about bugs, but bitched about the dude mentioned trans. No, the chick. It was the chick. She mentioned transgender eighteen times in her review. Okay, mm-hmm. she went on. She went on a thing where they talked about the game, like a little po- show, and she explained that she never did any crafting. She ignored most side quests because she didn't want to help the police, and she felt like every single side quest involved police. She never upgraded any of her weapons and only used equipment and, and armor that she found on the ground. And she said she skipped through most dialogue, and then gave it a seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why you're seeing all this coverage. It's buggy. It's buggy and it's broken. Understood. But you would not be seeing this much coverage if it was from a studio they didn't hate. Yeah. No, it in general it's quite an impressive game. Like, I think I anybody that has a question about the game, just play the opening. I guess you could, it's kind of an epilogue, I guess, in a sense. It's not completely, but it's it's like the first chapter. Let but me ask you, what happened with part? your opening, Nate? Uh, my opening I got killed by well I got shot by the uh big guy what the heck's his name Dex uh, oh okay see and then I've the seen... C- and then this and then the CD project red thing, well not the the cyberpunk 2077 logo pops up I've seen video where you killed Dex oh no shit I wonder how you get that I wanted to kill that son of a bitch I wonder and how that you ended that. up happening and it pissed me off no I got caught with seeing the uh son kill the emperor and then you get they call, they tell well, her that, that happens no matter what that's the oh. intro i just know i've seen things where i people have killed decks i don't know that's why that's really strange i don't know how you do that yeah um but in general i just 
peel play up to that point and see if you like it. There's a very some very black mirror-ish moments, especially with like the Neuralink and like the moment when you're in that and the woman uh, Juliet doesn't tell you that the guy's going to die at the end of the video and he's like, "What the hell? Why didn't you tell me?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, tell you. Yeah, he dies at the end of it." <laughs> Like there's some pretty crazy shit. Oh, you know what? I bet I bet it's if you side with Evelyn. Oh, if you choose to side with her instead of Yeah, like... you probably end up you probably end up waxing him and then it goes the other way. But I um I didn't side with her because at first I liked Dex. Yeah. Until, didn't he, even until I realized like I, I didn't hate him until I got I went into the bathroom and I was like, This son of a bitch is gonna kill me when I walk out of here. I'm gonna shoot this prick when I walk out the door and then I got decked and I was like, Oh, they're not gonna let me. Yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was immediately pissed. I was like, I want to kill this son of a bitch. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> yeah, if you side a level and she probably shows up at the same time when you take out Dex. It, it might just be that you kill Dex and then you go to see her and the whole thing, the whole sequence happens again in the same way, but it's Evelyn instead of Dex. I'm not sure. Well, the thing is, though, I wonder what happens because you have to be shot for the chip to start integrating with your brain. Yeah, well, like I said, it How could be the same. It, if you side with her, you off Dex, and then when you return to her, her, the same thing happens, but she's the one doing it instead of Dex. Oh, she's the one who shoots you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's probably yeah. how it works. But I, like, I've seen video with Dex getting blasted, and I was like, I want to blast him. Yeah, I don't know that how that works. That pissed me off. Everybody but... pissed me off in that game. I have this weird impatience for people in the, in the game. Like, a, a lady bumped into me, and I shot her. <laughs> I was like, how dare you bump into me? Do you know who I am? You know, like oh, I pull me, people out of the, I pull people out of the car and the girl's like, Why are you doing this? And I was like, oh, you know what, bitch? And I fucking shoot her and drive off. It's just I have a short fuse for people pissing me off. Uh, I don't know why. Well, at least it's in video games. Oh no, in real life I get pretty pissed at people. <laughs> uh, I don't want to kill them, but like but anyway, I have seen a number of people on Twitter like doing short little videos, having the PS4 version or the Xbox One version, and then going, you know what? Going, I can wait for you to be good. They'll put the game up on their shelf. Um, because CD Projekt Red said it will be running uh, perfectly by February on the PS4 and uh, Xbox One. Like I said, they should have so, just delayed it and let me have it, let me have it on PC. Yeah. <laughs> So in February, go buy your console version of CD Pro of Cyberpunk or, or get a PC and join. Or get a PC. Real world. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. On real PC. world. It's absolutely stunning on a PC. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, as we end the gaming portion of the podcast, we're going to move on to technology, where we have a number of topics, including. A real-world tricorder. I gotta figure out what the heck he's talking about. <laughs> I don't really care. I don't know what that is. I guess I'll have to explain it. <laughs> Anywho. Like I said, I don't really care. <laughs> let's move on to technology. And as we move on to technology, we thank everybody joining us on this podcast, wherever you are listening to us, whether that's iTunes, whether that's Google Play, well, not the... Google Play music thing anymore because that doesn't exist. But Google Podcasts exists. And so does a very big podcast host called Spotify. And they have kind of took the podcast scene by storm recently, along with actually putting podcasts on the front page now, which is actually really cool. Um, and they are our host. So if you 
are on Spotify. You can like us. You can't comment, but you can comment us on social media if you want. You can find us on social media. Our links are all there. Go check us out and let us know what you think of the podcast, what you learned, what you didn't learn, what Grim might have annoyed you about. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> eh, I don't care. <laughs> um, so, and always head over to youtube.com slash get teched. We don't have any videos, new videos up there, but people are watching the old ones and they're loving them. So we thank you for that, for checking them out. So Warning, we could, be lying. we could be lying about them loving them. We don't know. Eventually they'll <laughs> be coming back. Um, yeah. So just, okay. Hold on, hold on tight. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to technology. And we have a number of stories, including a new type of battery made by the inventor of the lithium battery. We have all the Star Wars shows and things coming out. Holy crap. 52 new things from Disney also was announced. We got a yeah, tricorder. There's nothing better than milking something you just fixed until it's dead. <laughs> we got the first real world Wait, People like the Mandalorian? Let's screw it up. <laughs> and we have an update from the face recognition bill that was being put forward in Massachusetts. But before that, what the heck has everybody been checking out this week? Well, last week or this week, whatever. Mando and the baby. Mando and uh, the baby. Baby Yoda and the Mando. Nope, Mando and the baby, bitch. <laughs> and because me and, Aaron, me, me and Aaron are total marks, we started watching Beyond Oak Island oh. to, feed, to feed us while we wait for more Oak Island. What the hell is Beyond Oak Island? Is that like a documentary actually, on the show of the documentary? It's actually super interesting because basically what it is is they – um. They find people who are treasure hunting and they fund to help them look. So the episode uh, we watched last night was this young man who thinks that a pirate had lost a cart of gold of silver in a um in a lake in Texas and he's he's followed this down and he's followed everything about how this guy had a camp near the lake and all that stuff and how they were there was like a news report in the eighteen hundreds like a newsletter talking about um, a couple wagons being dumped in the dumped in the river that a witness had seen and shit like that. So they basically bring these people on and then they send out experts and help pay for them to do this. In this case, they paid for him to get like sonar of the lake and all that. And they found what looks like um, wagons and shit, right? So now they're funding an actual dig, and they go. They'll give an update later on in the season as to whether or not he finds anything. But they found on the sonar what looks to be wagons, and then the guy went out with the metal detector, and he got pings of stuff they think are silver. So they think they actually found something there. What they need to do is just take all that money instead of funding it to another show, put the legislation forward to just dig up that goddamn island completely. Oh, they like, have all that. They have all that. But if you've been following the show. It's not that they can't dig it up all over the place. It's that for, well, all right, real quick. So for example, on the Island, it's been dug like thousands of times, Nate, right? I know. So just finding the actual money pit that they're looking for is almost impossible. They've been spending years trying to triangulate where this pit is. And they also have to be very careful because it's like a honeycomb. They had one of their diggers actually sink into the ground on one of the other seasons. No, because I know the that. Whole, but I'm the saying, whole though, place can collapse. So they 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 have the right to dig everywhere, but they have to be careful when doing it, and it costs a ton of money to do it. 
No, I know, but bring in other people. Like, there is way more advanced equipment that I know that I've seen on like shit like that. They no, don't. No, they're using the top. They're using top of the line for what they for what that area is because of because of the water problem because of where it is. Once they get like twenty feet underground, it starts filling with water. So they have to use these those caisson things, and that is way. It makes it really hard for them to use top of the line shit. Because the top line shit don't work well in those water settings. No, I know, but they can get like industrial like water pumping. Set up a whole fucking factory. Get water but pumping. But they can't, out of that dude. Place. No, they can't. Because <laughs> water, Nate, water's leaking in from the ocean at no, all know. times. No, I know. They but can't they can do like, that. They can get an industrial like like ten industrial pumps off site off the island, just pumping water out faster than it can refill. No, they literally can't. They've already explained that they can't do that. They yeah. did it with, like, the cove, Smith's Cove, I think it's called. Yeah. They blocked off Smith's Cove, but they when they start digging, they just dig into more water because the, 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 the thing is basically, like, 90% water. The entire no, island it. is water. No, I know. It, they can't dig as well as you would like them to dig because of all the water. It's I, I've, We've been watching the show for seasons they trust me on this they're doing the best they can but they're also stretching it out because you know people like it's to watch a tv the show <laughs> yeah getting yeah, yeah. they well that's what lost me the interest of it because i stopped watching i was like okay listen i know there's better techniques out there there's better people training no they're not it's like, not that they're not like, using good enough uh -huh. techniques they're using the right techniques it's just that they they spread the season out you know with a, a lot of like could it be and then giving you all this other shit that's all it is. They're not like, they're not going, well, we know it's right there, but let's dig over here for a week. Hmm. They don't have to do that because when they dig where, where they think it's supposed to be, there's a fucking wave of water pouring in and it makes it impossible for them to find it easily. Hmm. Like, it's just a lot of shit they have to deal with because that island is literally just sinking. But no. on this other show, like, people can say they fake it all they want. But I, when me and Aaron were, learned about the show, I looked up some shit today, and apparently the guy with the what's his name, Drayden, you know the guy that does the coins, Gary, Gary, uh, the guy that does all the the, the metal detecting, they send him out on on like the third episode of Beyond Oak Island, and he finds um, he finds a ring worth like twenty million dollars, hmm. it's like inking gold, because he goes with this guy to do to do research a treasure that this guy thinks is there and they find inking gold and now they're doing a massive dig because there's something there yeah yeah they're not just like trying not to find it it's just not easy to freaking find and they don't even know if it's still there or not or if they got or if it already got dig like when it when it was found if those guys that found it had already dug the whole place up they don't mm -hmm. know any of that they're just you know but it's an entertaining show when you learn some stuff, and I like documentaries, so. Mm. Yeah, I just got annoyed with it because I'm like, okay, yeah, you guys. Dude, I, I, dude, I love the Curse of Oak Island. <laughs> you've been talking about episode? it for years. In fact, we're probably going to watch this episode tonight. <laughs> Perhaps I don't know. Might wait till tomorrow, but Aaron might kill me if I wait till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bazinga. Uh, I watched that movie Ava. On Netflix, it was okay. Ava, Ava, A V A. It's a assassin hire. Oh, oh God, God, oh, God. 
This is why these movies are so freaking bad. If you like, I'm I'm cool with a female action hero. Jessica Chastain is not a female action hero. <laughs> it's not believable for her to be an action hero. It's like when they put Charlize Theron in that atomic bomb. It's not believable. She's too skinny. She's too off balance when she does the shit. It just doesn't look believable. And then I just watched another movie, but it had like some of the same actors in it. It was kind of funny. Uh, oh, damn it. I'm kind of pissed now. I can't remember the name of that movie. But they were uh, they were trying to protect uh, the guy from Wu Assassin because uh, he was like Wait. he had information and uh, it was like a triple agent stuff. It was crazy. What what's it called? I don't remember. It's another new movie on Netflix. <sighs> yeah, so you can make me you can make me trigger quickly. It, it's like, they're I'm, protecting... look, I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay, no, they're protecting him. Hold on. Why are you casting the guy from Wu Assassins to be protected? He's the guy you put in to protect people. Yeah. You don't buy it the other way around. You go, oh, I know him. That's the badass from the raid. Why is he a pussy? <laughs> Look it up. I want to know. Does he ever defend himself? Oh, yeah. There's a nice scene. Yeah. As long as he knows how to defend himself in it, I won't rag on it as much. I got a movie for you to watch, dude. You should watch The, the Night Comes for Us. It's subtitled, but you should watch The Night Comes for Us. Trust me. I'll find it, but yeah, continue. Okay. So, I, now I want to watch The Night Comes for Us. <laughs> such a good movie, dude. One thing I'm super excited about is the fact that it was announced not yesterday, day before yesterday. Um, Discovery season four was announced. Mile Wait, twenty. Wait, mile twenty two. Mile twenty. With Mark okay. Wahlberg. Anyway, so. Oh God! I remember seeing that and going, I don't know if I want to watch it because I feel like if they're gonna put my man from the raid in it, he should be more than just a background character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, he was a he was like a second. He wasn't like... It's got Ronda Rousey in it. See, that's, yeah. I don't like Ronda Rousey, but it's believable that when she does this shit, because she knows how to fight. Yeah, yeah. So it was okay. All right, Nate. <laughs> so, anyway, so one thing I was super excited yeah, about... Yeah, Star Trek. Who um, <laughs> ...is the fact that the announcement of Discovery Season 4, because if you guys remember, like, two years ago, <laughs> um, they said Discovery hmm. Season 3 is going to be it. Um, that's It's going to be over. Um but ever since like season two, season three, they've said um, the ratings have gone nothing but up. Um, in season three, they brought on this Canadian director who does nothing but horror. Um, Canadian? Done, Canadian director from Toronto. Mm. He's done nothing but horror most of his career, and he's directed most of season three. And they asked him to come back, and they're going to do a season four. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Because uh, if you haven't checked out Discovery, Discovery is No, just the like show's awesome. terrible. Don't don't listen to him. It's, I checked it's it out. It's series. bad. It's goddamn terrible. It's it misses pretty, the entire point of what Star Trek is. It's a pretty awesome series, and I'm so glad that it's getting nope. season four. Um, <laughs> so, like, absolutely. I'm sorry. Um, um, and by far, if, if you're a fan of the Mirror Universe... Um, the inclusion of the Mary Universe was awesome. So there's so many elements to Discovery that are just incredible. 
Um, no, the fact there's that really not. Season, the fact that they're getting a season four. Um, and I saw a headline because I haven't watched uh, all of it yet. Supposedly, they have integrated um, the Calvin timeline into it somewhat, too. I guess, oh, that's... So I cannot wait to see that, so it's going to be freaking sweet. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... So yeah. do you know that he's playing Snake Eyes, by the way? Um. So, anyway... No, dude. What do you mean? Anyway, Snake Eyes. No, he's in. He's in Snake Eyes. The the the, the new GI Joe movies. Snake Eyes. The dude from the raid is in that movie, and he's doing. He's choreograph doing the choreography for all the fight scenes. That's awesome. There's so, there's a new GI Joe movie coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did not know. Anyway, it's I was saying. So I was saying the other thing I was actually I've been enjoying actually fairly quite a bit is uh, the Queen's Gambit actually is a pretty good show so far. Well, it's only a one season show I think, um, which is fairly good. It's based off of like it's a chess player, but um, she's kind of based off of a few famous chess players pushed into one, I guess. I guess you could say. Oh, Jesus um, Christ, Nate! You watch a lot of terrible shit, don't you, man? So like, holy crap. <laughs> Um, it's actually really good and one thing that's really neat I was reading about and that, as far as that show all the chess messages are actually based off 100% off a real famous chess master, matches that actually happened um, all the moves everything I was like wow that's actually pretty that's a detail to attention to detail <laughs> right there but she's a that? fictional character Nate so it can't be 100% she's a fictional character that's based off of a couple different famous chess players like kind of so... pushed into one it's not 100% based off of actual chess matches then. No, no. All the matches are based off of real matches, just not with those people. I'm just making fun of the fact that you used the word 100%. That's more no, like the 80... matches, the, yeah, the but, actual, but, but the actual it's, move. It's, it's actual... not. It's like if they change even 100% would mean they change nothing. If they change even one thing, it's like 99%, right? No, I was no, just no, chops because it's not 100%. No, if I they mean change one 100 percent by meaning the actual moves on the board, not the people. Okay, but that then the matches aren't, but the moves on the board are 100%. I was just yeah. busting your chops because you used 100% mm -hmm. on something that wasn't 100%. Well, to me it is, so that's the point. Yeah, is it your is it your 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 life or whatever like your <laughs> your truth? It's your truth. Yes. <laughs> um. So I would say definitely go check both those shows out. I mean, both quite incredible. Don't go go watch the night comes for us. It's a much better waste of your time. <laughs> also, Warrior, which is an excellent TV show. I started watching Wu Assassins again. Actually, I finished Warrior. Bazinga, you need to watch Warrior. Trust me. <laughs> I don't if trust you, like you on anything. All right, boy. <laughs> no, you just said you watch. You're watching Wu Assassins for the yes. second time, so you must like martial arts move shows. It depends. If you like, well, I like Wu Assassin because it's in English. <laughs> but no, what, what, what what else did you check out since our last podcast, Graham? Warrior, Warrior is in English. Warrior is what I watched last week. Okay, I finished up the end of Warrior. No, what else did you check out since we our last podcast? I told you I finished up Mando and the Baby. <laughs> I watched no. the rest of Warrior. No, and that's what else, it. What else did you check out since our last podcast? Are you hinting at something? <laughs> Dude, I have a bad memory. If you know something, just freaking say it. 
<laughs> Grim decided to finally read Ready Player One. Oh, yes. I finally read Ready Player One. <laughs> it sucked. It sucked. No, I'm, I'm busting balls. It was actually quite good. Um, it makes me hate the movie more, oh, yeah, honestly, yeah. because the movie is the best way to describe the movie is the book is written by an actual gaming nerd and pop culture nerd. The movie is written by fake nerds. <laughs> You know how like well you know how like nowadays it's cool to be in like a comic nerd and all that so then you get these fake people who come in and say like well the X-Men movies were great and you go they're nothing like the comics yeah but I really they were really cool you're not a comic book fan no I'm a nerd like that's what that the the movie was made by fake nerds it's fun to watch and it's an entertaining movie but once you read the book you go, oh, the people who made the movie have no goddamn clue about the actual culture. And everything they did, they did just because they knew like it would get from their periphery. Like their nerd friends go, dude, man, it is the greatest horror movie ever. So they go, I'm not it, um what's it called? Uh The Shining. So then they go, let's have a shining sequence in this move in this movie. And then the, the real nerd goes, why? That's got nothing to do with the book. It's not even mentioned in the book. And then they go, yeah, but it's part of nerd culture and it's cool. <laughs> so they put a scene that has nothing. And then, like, the, the guy who knows it goes, yeah, but they have this whole D&D thing in the beginning of the book. And that's really cool. And that's really popular with nerds. And people are like, D&D's stupid, man. Unless it's Critical Role. And then they go and they cut that out and they put a race in. Yeah. That's basically what that movie was. It wasn't a bad movie. It's just every single sequence that's in the book is changed to something that some surface level nerd thinks is cool. And yeah, not yeah. what the book is about, which is diving real deep into nerd culture. Yeah, no. Okay, so the other book you read is Armada. Um, it's the same idea. It, like, it doesn't play out the same way. But, I never but read Armada. Uh, Armada is written by Ernest Klein as well. Um, and Seth, the only difference is the references and the pop culture references are geared more towards like um, Top Gun, uh, the last uh, Starfighter, the the um, uh, Iron Eagle, all those awesome like air fighter movies. Yes, and if they make and if they make a movie about that about they that are making book, a movie about they are making a movie actually. Yes, and what will happen is you'll get surface level because the people writing it, directing it, and putting it together are swimming in the same pool as nerds, but they're swimming in the shallow end <laughs> and they think they're cool. Well, the guy who wrote most, well, uh, wrote a lot of the screenplay for ready player one was the guy who wrote, um, the last action hero. I can't remember his name. Dude, the last action hero is hilarious. <laughs> Not um, a great it, movie, but hilarious. Dude, when Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, my name is Arnold Brown Swagger. <laughs> like Arnold Brown Swagger. What the <laughs> f Such a good name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's that guy who wrote uh, that. Because the original script, they basically Ernest Klein wrote the full original script. Uh, and they said, yeah, this is never going to work for a movie guy. It's like I know I sound jaded, but it's just a freaking fact. The same thing could be applied to Cyberpunk 77. Because the... The, 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 the fake nerds have no clue what cyberpunk is. They're like, 
why is it so dark and gloomy? Why is there so much murder? Why is, what is with everybody having all this cybernetic shit? That's cyberpunk, you idiot. Yeah, that's and they're like, it. yeah, but I, I played Transistor. Transistor is like a tip of cyberpunk. Go play Shadowrun. Yeah, you don't know what cyberpunk actually is. Play you played a shitty, like you played a fun indie game. Yeah. That was like tip of the iceberg cyberpunk, and now you think you're a cyberpunk fan, and then when real cyberpunk comes along, you get confused by it. It's the same thing with the with the Ready Player One book. They didn't understand what they were working with, or else they wouldn't have cut. Like I would have started that movie after he got the first key right, with a quick flashback of how he got the key involving the dungeon and the the joust scene. Yeah. So that you could put that part in, because the other two key parts are shorter. Like, yeah, they are. They are a lot shorter. So they could have done a two-hour movie with like a 15-minute sequence at the beginning covering the first key and still got the rest of it in play and done it right. Why the hell is Irock so important in the goddamn movie? He's literally just a joke character in the yeah, book. Yeah, that's, that's all he was. If yeah. you read those books, Irock is literally games media. Yeah. He's he's a poser who doesn't understand what he's covering and what he's doing, and they make fun of him for it. In the movie, he's a joke, but he's also a very important character because they don't freaking understand the book. And that, that that surface level, they remember Iraq from the book and go, oh, he's important. Let's make him a main character. Why? Yeah. And the fact that, like, I was, I was mad that they, like, because a pinnacle moment – that happened in the book that they really should have done in the movie was killed Shoto off. Yes. That the entire um, secret. Like that's a traumatic part of the book that makes the book moving. Dude, the whole, the, the whole reason why the movie fa falls after you've read the book. It, and even before that is because people were like, oh, like the stakes don't matter. Cause it's just video games. No shit. It doesn't matter. But in the book, it does because they literally go to this kid's house and kill him they because him he's window. because he's going to win the competition and yeah. they don't want them winning. So they try to kill all the kids that are about to win the competition and they kill one of them. You took all the gravity out of the movie because you protected him and you didn't kill him. Actually, uh, in Ready Player Two, you actually learn what happened to Sorrento and you actually learn how many people he actually did kill. It's a lot. Yeah, but you don't <laughs> in the book you think Sorrento is just a is just a tool with no real power, except that he runs a company. In the book, he literally kills people. Yeah. So you know he's a bad guy. It the, yeah, the, there's a lot I more know, real stakes in the book. There's a lot the more movie, the movie should have been a, a TV series, and I know they had time with they would have problem with licensing and shit. But I'm gonna be real frank. I don't think they had as much trouble with licensing as you think they had. I think they also lied. I think they looked and went, people know what Gundam is, but people don't know who Liger is, and people don't know who the chick is with lasers blown out of their, their chest, out of her chest. People don't remember Voltron, so we're not going to put any of that in the movie. Bazinga, in the goddamn book, you know the final battle scene at the end of the movie with God Mechagodzilla? Yep. In the book, they go, um, Sorrento goes through trouble of getting a bunch of other members of the corporation the key so that they have more options. So at the end of the book, when the battle begins, there are 10 people with him who have the key, who have the key mm -hmm. along with him. When you get the second key, you get to pick a mech as a reward. So these, so he picks Mechagodzilla. Five of them pick the, pick the robots from fucking, um, from, uh, 
Voltron, and the other five pick. I think it's the robots from um, Power Rangers, right? Well, yeah, and there's also the Evangelion one too. Oh yeah, the the they pick robots from Evangelion in a couple of the series. Yeah. So the in the movie, yeah. you should have had Voltron showing up in the middle of that fight. Yeah. And well, on the other side, the three the three the three kids all pick their own mechs, and they all have mechs at the start of the fight, and they get their mechs destroyed fighting like Mech Godzilla and all that shit. All that's cut from the movie, and I, they could say it's licensing, but I think they cut it because they thought people. Again, surface level nerds said, I don't know who that is, so neither will our audience. Not realizing that the people who wanted to see the movie would know exactly who those things were because we are actual nerds. We're not faking it like you are. Well, yeah. the thing that annoyed me too is that uh, Daito had the Gundam when that, um, in the book, that's H's favorite anime is Gundam. And yeah. he has a Gundam. And, and I was like, why'd they change it? And he has Ultraman. He uses Ultraman, yeah, well, the, the main character. Actually, the Ultraman licensing was a legit thing. That's actually still in the courts in Japan right now. Nobody can make anything with Ultraman right now. I, I'm sure I'm sure some of it was. I'm just saying no, I'm pretty that's actually I, I'm just saying I'm positive that some of the people writing in that writing room were again fake nerds who were like Who's what's Evangelion? Yeah. Or yeah, I know what Voltron is, but you know it wasn't really that popular. You don't know what you're talking about. What's D and D Vault of Horrors? <laughs> Go away, bitch. But We're that... gonna write the book. <laughs> yeah, We're gonna right. write the movie. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, like yeah, it... that's, yeah. If they would have had oh man, I would have loved Ultraman, especially at the very end scene where he takes out freaking Mechagodzilla. Oh, the book, the book awesome. is excellent, dude. I, oh. I, I I give credit to you, Nate. The book, the book is excellent. And the only reason why I haven't bought the new one and started reading it yet is because I have a list. I need ah. to f I need to finish Ender's Game, which I yeah. just started. And then I, if I don't get my next Saxon Chronicles book available before I get done with Ender's Game, I'm going to be buying... Um, Rim of Rhyme of War, uh, which is the the fourth book of um, Stormlight Archives. Yeah, so that's gonna take me like four weeks. Then I'm going to get into, like, I'm gonna get into Ready Player One. Although I'm Ready Player Two, even though I don't know what it's Armada about. Armada, like I said, Armada. Like I, the thing is, though, I say Armada is really good. Ready Player Two is very good as well. I would say Armada is a little bit better though. I like Armada a little better than the Ready Player Two, but I don't even know problem. what Ready Player Two is about, honestly. Like, it's I don't about know what the... the seven shards of the siren, whatever call. And there's a really great scene um, that involves a Semirelian, which is really cool. But is it <laughs> is it the same characters and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But I think, it's, uh, I think it's time for some tech news. Yeah. And some characters <laughs> called the lo-fi. No, I think, I think this is much more entertaining, <laughs> but yeah. All right. I'm going to look up Armada right now on the website I get my books from. Okay. So anyway, uh, Massachusetts... So we talked about this. Massachusetts put forward a bill to ban all facial recognition um, within Massachusetts for use. So, but because you know, um, crime, crime's not not important. Well, or this is the thing, though. Their their governor actually had his head on his shoulder a little bit. So Massachusetts governor won't sign the facial recognition bill, um, and the reason why, as he stated, is because listen, like I'm not signing this because it helps to fight crime like immensely. The facial recognition is hugely supported like by our police force and by our FBI and everything else that rely on facial recognition to help catch real criminals. 
um, this and basically says basically the bill is too broad. Um, they need to rewrite it. He must have been where, listening to our podcast. Dude, oh, he's one hundred percent right. He is right. Um, they need to rewrite this bill so that companies cannot use only law enforcement can use facial recognition. There you go. Um, and that would be that's how it should be written. But places mm. like Walmart and all that cannot use facial recognition. No, it should be law enforcement because they're the ones that actually need it. Everything with law enforcement's messed up right now. I mean, yeah. if if you could see the articles I'm seeing about, you know, the crime rate in Portland has tripled since oh, they cut since they cut like the cut budgets and shit, dude. Tripled. Their murder rate has tripled. Portland, since then of all places yes <laughs> um i just saw one the other day that um i think i could, i don't know if it's still on the thing but essentially there were there there was um a board member who voted to cut police budgets defund the police and then voted to make it illegal to arrest people for the like destruction of property right then someone threw a freaking brick through her car window so she called the police and tried to get the person arrested and they said they couldn't arrest them because it's no longer legal for them to do so and she flipped out about it after she's the one that banned the law wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah wow like these are the things that will help but the police budgets actually need to be increased because if they can go in with facial recognition into these gang territories and arrest all the gang members, then honest people who aren't causing trouble and not, not gang members can live in a peaceful neighborhood and crime goes down. When crime goes down, economy goes up. Yeah. That's why Hope Valley, like Rhode Island, this area of Rhode Island where we live, I don't think has ever had an economic crisis in this area. We've never had that much crime. Yeah, that's right. True. Everybody um, lives pretty peacefully here. Yeah. Um, okay. So this first, well, this next article is involving the lithium battery. So, and this guy's name is real. It's a real name. You can look it up. <laughs> That's his name he was born with. <laughs> okay. Just so I know people are going to say something. Um, so a 90-year-old lithium-ion battery inventor <laughs> unveils, unveils a new effective glass battery. Um, the inventor's name is John B. Goodenough. And that's his real <laughs> name. <laughs> that is his Man, real name. Good, I just wish uh, people would tell me, "Don't worry, John, you be good enough." <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I like. I actually had to look up his name too when I first read the article. I was like, "That can't be real." It's his real name. Uh, he was born in Germany, um, and he's a professor at the uh, Cockrell School of Engineering. <laughs> Cockrell? John be good enough in Cockrell? <laughs> Uh, engineering at University of Texas, Austin uh, pioneered the lithium-ion battery technology that is now the industry standard. Um, good enough, along with uh, senior research Maria Helena uh, Braga, led the team of researchers who have developed a low-cost, all-solid-state battery that is safer and more effective than the existing ion technology. The new battery uses sodium or uh, lithium-coated glass electrolytes that has a triple storage capacity of a lithium-ion battery. It also charges in 20 minutes instead of hours and operates in both frigid and hot weather from negative 20 degrees to 60 degrees uh, centigrade, which is quite diverse. Uh, early tests suggest that the battery is capable of at least 1,200 charges, which is better than uh, ion batteries, which is only 500. Um, 
Um, and best of all, the glass-based uh, electrolyte will what do you call it, not form or uh, degenerate uh, the kind of plague lithium-ion batteries technology, how they kind of slowly, like that little piece inside degrades and the chemicals start mixing and then it can battery can blow up kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want that. That doesn't happen with this. Uh, believe the technology could be the breakthrough that brings electric cars into the mainstream. So this is... Ah, because the problem is men, real men don't want to drive electric cars, dude. Um, <laughs> this, like, this is going to be... Like, he's obviously focusing on the bigger picture with electronic cars because a lot of companies are making electronic cars now. Um, this is going to, like, obviously make, for one, for cell phones, they start using this, the batteries, the big battery, like the, if they use the same size batteries they do now, they're going to be easily... You know what I mean like three times a milliamps that they are now? They'll last like for days. Um, and if they make them smaller, which means they can add more components or bigger motherboards within these, which actually allow the phones more capability, that would be good too and have the same capacity. Um, so they can go either way. Not to mention laptop batteries could last like a million times longer, tablet batteries way longer. Um, and a whole lot safer and last a whole whole lot longer and obviously wouldn't end up we wouldn't have any strange cases of exploding phones in people's pockets so which would or be a huge positive we'll have that's different one thing, types of exploding well that's the one thing that's dangerous with like lithium batteries lithium batteries can explode you do the wrong things um like like obviously you'd have to be pretty much a numbskull to blow up on yourself but because um, the chances of actually doing that are very rare, but it, it's possible. So. Eh. Let me know okay. when there's virtual reality. Real virtual reality. So that's <laughs> enough about Johnny B. Good. <laughs> but he was so good. <laughs> anyway. So. The world's first DNA tricorder in your pocket. Um, so Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory... Um, science development, the world's first mobile genome sequence analyzer, a new iPhone app called uh, iGenomics. By pairing an iPhone with a handheld DNA sequencer, users can create a mobile genetic laboratory. Um, basically, if you've ever seen Star Trek, a tricorder is what's in Star Trek. When you see the medical or science officer walk up to like a body or somebody that's just injured and like scan them, that's the tricorder. Yeah. And it actually fully sequences their DNA and gives you exactly what's wrong with them on the computer readout. Um, now erectile dysfunction, captain. <laughs> um, now we have the first one on the go. Like, you know how like crucial that would be like, and I've seen sci-fi films where like crimes are happening and stuff like that. And I guarantee we're going to see something like this. I haven't seen it in Cyberpunk, but I guarantee we're going to see something like this in Cyberpunk where you see like a police officer walk up to a, like a body or like a dead body or a homicide and immediately scan the DNA and go, oh, okay. And get a readout of exactly who's actual other blood than the person that's dead there right there and go, okay, go arrest that person. Like right there. Like immediately they know who the DNA is right there and then and they can go grab that person. Yeah, um, but then some some political bastard will say it's racist and they'll take it away. Um and that's like, like this facial recognitions. To, yeah, this is going to allow for immediate like DNA scan. Um no more waiting for days for a test or anything like that. Just boom, immediately. 
um this is going to be like it's a huge breakthrough through medical science and for the advancement of just getting things done a whole lot faster uh when dealing with dna testing and whatnot and sequencing and uh, think about it this way if whatnot. it works as, fa as effectively and as quick and as well as it does and they put that shit commercial people can get up every morning and scan themselves and if they find like a hint of cancer go and get checked right away well yeah that's the thing they can yeah they can test yeah. themselves for well, covid yeah <laughs> well what we probably have actually in the future like if it's you kago did this great uh thing uh, about the future and he was saying that our clothes would actually be able to scan our dna daily um and it would report back to our hmos what if something's wrong with us and immediately like up they would have made uh, hold it hold it i don't want that they would immediately like set up a doctor's appointment like immediately no. as soon as it's Nate, you, you, stop you're going around the wrong direction if if it was able to report back to your hmos it would be it would turn into a disgusting thing where they would be like oh you had two cheeseburgers yesterday you're losing your insurance well no he covered that too because this person actually went out drinking in the thing and then they they dropped him from his insurance because he didn't go out drinking yeah so it's like yeah or it, you'll it get was... your you'll instantly get a bill from your from your insurance yeah yeah because that's you... the evil aspect of yeah. this shit <laughs> yeah yeah um okay let's get into the 52 things that were announced by disney plus <laughs> we got none that we asked for <laughs> one it's, it's called over milking uh the the falcon and the winter soldier that looks interesting uh, the first look at Loki. That looks me. I'm not a big Loki guy, so I don't know. Um, I saw the trailer. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, they're making a Hawkeye, too? I didn't know that. Yeah, but the, the, no, they're not making a Hawkeye. Because it's not going to be actual Hawkeye. If I'm not mistaken. Was it a cartoon or something? No, as in, like, it's his daughter. Uh... It's not actual Hawkeye. Yeah, we got the Black Panther 2 um, coming out. We have uh, the third Ant-Man movie. We're getting Ironheart. Uh, Doctor Arnold Strange, Wars. obviously a new one. Yeah. Um, a lot of these were actually already announced. But Jeremy Reiner is going to be in it as Hawkeye, but it's going to be it's going to be about his daughter played by Haley Steinfield. Uh Moon Knight Kate Bishop slash Hawkeye. Moon Knight, She Hulk, and Ms. Marvel. <laughs> Who? Ms. Marvel. I know I'm I'm making fun of the fact that other than She Hulk, no one knows who Moon Knight or She. Oh yeah, I, know, I, 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 I remember. I, I remember Moon Knight. No, you've heard the name, but no one knows who they are. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like nobody cares. The, the, this is the biggest problem with the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. They got to try and draw in on these characters no one gave a shit about before, like Captain Marvel. There's a reason why Captain Marvel has been rebooted like eight times. You know, there's a there's a character America Chavez, I think her name is. They're doing a show about her. Her sh her comic is maybe five years old, I think, and it's been restarted and canceled four times. <laughs> well, they're having a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> all right miss and then obviously along with guardians of the galaxy volume three yeah um there's I, also I, a i am garoot series oh my god oh <laughs> uh, yeah 
So all right, so it came out in 2011 and has been rebooted multiple times, and they've had to reboot other series that they connected her to because her character is so bad. And now for the Star Wars list. Well, we're not going to do the Star Wars list yet. You got to wait. You got to wait. That's a whole other topic. So, so skip the Star Wars one. Uh, no, what what other crappy Marvel ones we got? That's, that's most of the Marvel's one. Uh, Baymax. We got never heard of that. We also got Wonder Woman 1984, which is coming oh, yeah. out. That's actually coming out this, this month, yeah. yeah. Because they they pushed, heard, they pushed it forward, right? <laughs> I've heard yeah. something. I've heard some things about it being just one big giant political statement. So I'm worried because I like the first one a lot. Mm. And let's just say there are some people who have claimed on YouTube to have seen it, and it, people have claimed that the script leaked, and it's literally just one big time, one big giant Republican bad video. Oh, Baymax is a series based on Big Hero 6. Excuse me. They're making a yeah. Big Hero 6. Anna's doing remember, the, remember when Raya this happened in, in like Dragon. the 90s? Raya and the Last Dragon. Whatever that is. I don't even know yeah. what that is. Uh, Zootopia Plus. Uh, it's just a TV Tiana show. Based, the Princess and the Frog. Oh, it's a Piana, Princess and the Frog. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's a it's Raya a, and the Last Dragon looks like one of those terrible Pixar movies. Oh, Incento, Oahu, a new Encanto. movie set in Columbia. Music written by, oh, it's written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Who the hell that is? <laughs> no way. Have you heard of her, Nate? Any... Him. That's a him. What do you mean, he... Lin? What do you mean? He... what do you mean? He wrote Hamilton. Oh, okay. So, oh, oh, let's all get excited. He wrote Hamilton. All right. I had no idea. Anyway. Uh, the Oahu. Let's all get excited. He wrote Hamilton, he, guys. You Hamilton. <laughs> you say it like people know and care what Hamilton is, dude. <laughs> I do. Uh, anyway. Uh, some Pixar stuff. <laughs> yeah, we got a, some... a bunch of it's just TV shows that they're making for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, like Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear show. Oh, Turning Red, 13-year-old going through. Oh. And the voice is uh, going to be Chris Evans, not a... Uh... Yeah, well, uh, we know why that. We know why that. Oh yeah, oh that's stupid. That's whatever. It's called bad. It's called stupidity and bad writing. No, it's more political. Turning. Yeah, red. well, that's that's. <laughs> it's about. Um, I, I'll tell you now though. I I am hoping that um, Willow will be good, but I don't think it will be. Because they, they're doing a Willow TV series. They are talking. Well, they're not, making an alien show. No, are they making an alien show or are they making an alien show? It's based yeah, on the alien movies. Okay, but again, are they? It's Disney, so are they making an alien show or are they making <laughs> well, an alien show? This is for their FX and Hulu. Well, the thing is, though, okay, so the reason, okay, so Fargo is absolutely an outstanding series, and like that's not for the squeamish. I can tell you that. So I do have faith that Alien could actually be good. No, you don't, because. They, Fargo isn't on Disney Plus. Do you see where I'm going? Well, yeah, They're making an alien show for Disney Plus, right? No, no, no. Yeah. Disney owns it. Yeah, owns the. Yes, yeah, yeah. but you just said they, they were making. A Di these are no. these are shows that Dis 50, 52 things that Disney came out with. Doesn't it mean it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's because yeah, I remember Disney owns a good portion of what Hulu owns Hulu. 
um, and a lot of graphic things. So it's like Hulu is like the adult for Disney, I guess you could say, if you yeah. want to put right. it that well, way. All right. So it's not it's not coming out on Disney. No. But no, it's coming out. But Hulu. it's coming out on net on FX. So no. Well, it's coming out on Hulu, <laughs> which is owned by Disney. So. A spinoff series of Ice Age. Jeez, man. It's gonna it's gonna be on FX though too. So no. If you want to do an alien movie right, you have to be graphic. Oh. And I'm not talking I'm not talking about network or cable TV graphic. I'm talking about like HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, Netflix graphic. No, they are super graphic in Fargo, I can tell you that. No, they're not, dude. Did you you are over overestimating what graphic is, dude. Like if they run if they run aliens on TV right now, they have to cut the chestburster scenes. Still, if they were to run that on Netflix, they would have to cut the chestburster scene out. Why? They they so have a Walking no, Dead. There was there was way worse scenes in uh friggin' Nurse Ratchet than Aliens even came close to. <laughs> so no, Netflix wouldn't skimp. Walking Dead was pretty crazy. And that Netflix, was on TV. dude. Yes, Netflix wouldn't skip, but a channel, a show that can be on network on cable television will skip. Yeah, if it's gonna be on, dead. if it's gonna be on FX and Hulu, they're going to have to either cut out the gruesome, real, real gruesome shit, or make it TV friendly. And even today, TV friendly is different from not TV friendly. Like that movie like, I was talking about earlier, the 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 night comes for us. If they tried to play that on a network television network ch channel like FX, they would have to cut eighty percent of those fight scenes because of all the blood and gore. Listen, the not last, on Hulu. The last season of Fargo, there was a guy who got his head blown off. They literally zoomed into his head in half and brains everywhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna look because I know you're wrong. No, I'm right. I watched it. Overlord, <laughs> Overlord is on Hulu to watch. Yeah, Overlord is pretty. Yeah, that's that, okay. that like crazy. That's it looks like kind of like Doom, the video game. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's yeah, it's yeah, that was crazy graphic. Um, House of yeah. a Thousand Corpses. I, I don't know any of these movies. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, which gets pretty graphic. Okay, anyway, so that's beside the point. Let's get into Star Wars. So, Star Wars. We've got a 10 new Star Wars TV shows. We got, obviously, besides The Mandalorian, we're getting a new Mandalorian season, season three coming. Uh, we got Ahsoka, which we got hinted at what her storyline is, and that's the reason why they showed that scene where she asked, um, basically, where she could find Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like, that's what they were leading into that she's eating her own series where she's going to be hunting Thrawn, which is really cool because Thrawn was one of my favorite bad guys in the EU books. So I can't wait to actually see that. We're probably going to miss her character comes from those shitty cartoons. So I'm not, I don't, I'm not really excited about it, which means we're a good chance. We're going to see Ezra also and Sabine, which is cool. Um, we're going to get the Rangers of the new Republic, which we already saw. It's going to be kind of like, I guess like I was, I was referring to him as like Star Wars Cops Edition, <laughs> like because it's gonna be the new it's gonna be the Rangers like the two we saw, um when they were chasing after uh, Den, um it's gonna be those guys pretty much of their day to day and trying to keep order in the galaxy, kind of like I guess you could, actually a better analogy would be Chips, <laughs> Star <Yeah>. Wars. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but nobody's asking for chip Star Wars, dude. If you want to do a cool thing about like Space Rangers, fine. But that that sounds to me as dumb as that freaking scene with um I mean that WandaVision show. No one asked for a goddamn sitcom about Wanda and Vision. <laughs> the act remember what I said earlier about like um nerds and fake nerds? <laughs> Real nerds are like, dude, Wanda's got a great storyline in the comic books, and so does Vision. I'd like to read about that. Fake nerds are like, well, I like Wanda and Vision. Let's do a sitcom about it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That that like I I would love to see a, a Space Ranger Star Wars, but if you're if your analogy about chips is right or cops, then I don't want to see it. I think I think it's gonna be like a buddy cop kind of. <laughs> then I don't want to see it. We already have that. It's Mando and the baby. You um, could do something much cooler. With space rangers and space cowboy shit on, like, the out-of-system planets and stuff. Yeah. So, another one, Obi-Wan, that begins shooting in January in Boston. Um, What's that one going to be? An old man talking about his past? So, it (laughs) takes place uh, shortly after episode three. Um, Hayden Christensen said he is coming back to reply the role of Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. The acting's going to go downhill on that one. um, I'm kind of excited for this one. Yeah, it's, I'm super excited about this. So, and they also said one of the first scenes they're actually shooting is they're actually doing shooting more of the scene from Order 66. Um, so we are actually going to see more of him basically rampaging through the temple before he leaves. Um, and I think the reason why they're doing this, the only reason why I can think why they're doing this is because they want to give you Grogu's complete backstory. And they want to show you the scene where he escaped the temple. Yeah, there's gonna be a. a you mean you want, they want to show scene. you the scene? You mean they they want to show you the scene that they retconned and invented for him com- escaping the temple? Um, well, and supposedly well, there's yeah. going to be. <laughs> uh, supposedly, from the leaks of the actual scene of shooting, is that he's going to run into? I guess it seems like a teenager Jedi, a Padawan, that's going to defend. It seems like, it doesn't say who he's defending in the script, but I'm guessing it's Grogu. Um, and he obviously gets killed by Anakin, but. That's what we know about the scene they're going to be shooting. It's probably going to be a chick, and it's probably going to almost be Anakin. Um, so no, Anakin is is Darth Vader. Yes, oh, yeah. what I'm saying to you is the retcon of this will be it will be a female who finds and protects Grogu, and she will almost be Anakin, so I'll that you can go, him. wow, that chick is stronger than Anakin. <laughs> and I will bet money on it, Nate. Um. <laughs> So we got Andor, which is um, a series based off casting Andor, which is obviously the agent from Rogue One. So it's going to be a prequel to, I'm pretty sure, we don't know, it's not confirmed yet, um, but we're pretty sure it's going to be, a pre- obviously, because she dies at the end. Um, it's going to be a prequel to uh, Rogue One. Um, Lando is getting his own TV series, which is going to be pretty cool. Um, and Don- uh, Donald Glover will be reprising the role. Uh, the Alkalite, which is going to be the first TV series, uh, which we actually, well, we don't even know when this is actually coming out at all. Um, but um, it's going to be based on the High Republic, which is what the new movies are based off that are coming out in 2024. Um, and the one thing that gets me really excited about this, so I don't know if anybody's watched the Russian Doll TV mm-hmm. series. No. Um, it's really good. The showrunner that's doing that is doing the Alkalite. 
and that show was absolutely amazing like the directing and the cinematography everything was like really stunning so they did an absolutely great job with the editing everything yeah. so i'm really excited for that uh the bad batch is basically the continuation of the clone wars it looks so, dumb <laughs> um the last season of clone wars was the end um and we're going to continue on with a group of people um the, some of the survivors uh after the clone war after order 66 um and continue on we're also going to see some of the other things from the empire side which is really cool um star wars vision uh it's an animated project of short stories each episode is going to be its own star wars story not a continuous story um and then a droid story is a little bit confused about the um animated series starring r2d2 and c3po so i mean that could be cool but god these all um, look so uh, freaking terrible they're, they're so, gonna like just burn out star wars this so bad and all of this brings me back to one simple problem whoever works at, at disney who's in control of star wars is a dick everybody <laughs> is screaming no everybody's screaming for an old republic everybody wants an old republic series mm -hmm. and that dick is like f you we're gonna give you shit you didn't ask for but we're not gonna give you an old Re republic show so we're going to give you an animated show about uh, badly animated, like their old cartoons about the bad bunch. We're going to give you a Lando show that no one asked for. People like Lando, but not that much. <laughs> we're going to give you a droid story that we don't really know about. <laughs> we're going to give you a show called the acolyte star Wars visions. Fine. You want to give us all this. If you have all this money to throw on all these shows, why the hell won't you do a, a, an old Republic show? Because someone at at Disney doesn't want to give the fans what they ask for. Well, I can tell. Do you know who the one person who actually does want to do that? They're not giving him a chance to. You better not say Ryan Johnston. No, no, the guy who does the voice for the bad guy. No. Okay, so um, there was a reason. So uh, the one person that does want to is actually J.J. Abrams. That's his favorite part of Star Wars. Um, he really wants to do an old Republic. He said it in interviews. That's why he added the dark ribbon uh, statues at the end of Rise of Skywalker. He wants to do an old Republic. Like you, I know you're excited because you're a Star Wars Mark, Nate. But Mark, I'm gonna check out a couple of these shows, but I'm not gonna be sweet and friendly about it. <laughs> they are, they are dicks. Because the one thing Star Wars fans really want is an Old Republic show, and they're yeah. refusing to give it to them. And instead, they sat down with a group of, like, 20 people and took literally any idea that was shit out at them but an Old Republic show. You would think if they're going to announce 10 new shows, one of them would be like, and we're going to give the fans what they want. That would generate goodwill. People would then go, all right, I'll check out the other shows. By not announcing a, a New Republic show... You piss off all those fans that want one, and it makes them less likely to check out the rest. So, some of these ideas are just far out there. Like, the the drone one? Come on. Well, the droid one, yeah, is the, a little out there. The droid Because, like, like, I'm surprised they didn't make, hey, let's make this show. It's kind of like Pokemon, except it's Jedis trying to find, like, assistance. And they throw them at people. And again, <laughs> I'm not saying you can't make all these shows, but do you know how that looks to the people who really want an old Republic show? 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, green light ten shows. Some of them look stupid. Some of them look okay. And you can't green light that one extra one, or cut one of these other ones and let J.J. Abram do a goddamn Old Republic. <laughs> like that is just literally someone's running around there going, "I can't slap all of these fans with my dick in the face, <laughs> so I'm gonna do it this way." He wants to run around slapping. Maybe she. It's probably Kathleen Kennedy because she's a fucking idiot. And she's just running around wanting to, like, shit on everybody who's a fan of Star Wars. And the only way she can do it is by not greenlighting an Old Republic. Uh, Yeah, that would be awesome. It would be awesome. And I know I sound more toxic than Nate about it, but come on. One show on this list could be removed for an Old Republic show, and it wouldn't piss anybody off. I think they could get rid of Droid Story and a Bad Batch. Or whatever the hell it is, the bad. Batch. No, well, no, bad batch is well, gonna be awesome. Nah. No, 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 none of their animated shows have ever been good. I'm sick and tired of people saying that. Those, the budget for that animation is so freaking bad. It looks like the animation from like the first CG rendered Gundam show from like 15 years ago, and that <laughs> shit wasn't that old. Okay, a it, C, like you're, they are so behind on actual animation. It's ridiculous. It's like watching reboot. Now. Yes, it's terrible, dude. Like, <laughs> I had a guy a guy at work who was like, you should watch Clone Wars. Clone Wars is amazing. I went home and typed into YouTube, Clone Wars best fight scenes. And I was like, this is fucking horrible. <laughs> I tried watching a couple episodes and I'm But like, you, those uh... aren't the ones you want to get rid of because you need a bigger budget. I'm just saying you could. There you go. Rangers of the New Republic. Just get rid of that. Yeah, they could get rid of that. Um, a, a, a Sako. Uh, I get it. People like <laughs> Ashoka, whoever, uh, whoever that is, Ahsoka Tan, whatever. I understand people like her, but I bet if you looked, you'd probably find way more people excited for Old Republic. And the people who like her would also be happy about an Old Republic. But the people who want an Old Republic don't give two shits about her. That's what I'm saying. Well, they, like, they would have had to watch the cartoons to know who she is. Yes. And what I'm saying is just satisfying half the fan base with that show. But if you had done the Old Republic first, then her show, you would satisfy both fan bases because the Old Republic will get both sets of fans in on it. Everybody wants to see an Old Republic show. Not everybody cares about Rangers of the New Republic or her. That's all I'm saying. And you could have put a great if you need you could have put a great strong female character in that Old Republic show if that's what it's really all about to you. But come on, no. I'm a Star. War- I'm an old Star Wars fan, dude. I don't like the new shows. I only like Mandal- Mandalorian. You would have got me checking out every one of these shows if you announced the New Republic. Now I'm not going to check out any of them except maybe Obi Wan because I like Obi Wan. But I'm not going to check out this other shit. Obi-Wan not going to give. Is the know? best one out of all of them, I think. But. We'll see, though. And the High Republic one could be cool, but I think they should have delayed it until after the movie so people can get to know the characters and then go see how the fans think of the characters and then do a show. Why waste the money on a movie when they can spend less uh, on a show? How about this? Why waste the money on a... How about why waste the money on a New Republic movie when you could do a new Old Republic fucking movie? Well, yeah, yeah, that too. It's just a slap in the face to anybody who's an actual fan of Star Wars. Yeah. Again, nerd nerds on the surface versus <laughs> real nerds. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a salty prick. Um, don't like real, it too fucking bad. You, 
what do you well okay well let's end the podcast here real quick so everybody thank you guys for tuning in this is the end of the get tech well talking gaming and tech podcast thank you for joining end, us end of john we'll, yells podcast <laughs> we'll be shooting in hopefully next week as long as everything works out around six o'clock on wednesday to give you the latest and greatest in gaming and technology and pop culture news and be sure if you're on spotify like us check us out on social media let us know what you think of the podcast but until next week for the latest greatest in gaming and tech get teched <laughs>